Welcome to another episode of the Backlog Breakdown. Today we are going to be talking about money, 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 money. Ar, 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 ar. Well, yeah, I mean, too soon. Yeah. 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 So today we have uh, me, I'm your co-host, Josh. Uh, we have Mr. Krabs over here as well. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Dude, and, it's uh, so and- wild that he's there in your 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 recording space, your dining room <laughs> or little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's absolutely wild. He's I have just no trying idea. to get his cut. It's you know, absolutely bizarre that a that giant animated crab is just like hanging out in your dining room. Weird. Mm-hmm. Super yep. weird. He's trying to get me to eat burgers it's weird crabby know. patties and and we also have nate of course yeah nate yeah. my co-host uh who will be joining us today for this episode where we talk about uh gaming and money and value what what is value what is money not not money what is love got to do I mean, with it what has love got to do with it <laughs> wow uh that was a cut man i like that you cut <laughs> and and yeah and not, not to get too spoilery but you know it, well, i think th- there's some things that have happened in recent events on sort of Mm -hmm. like Twitter and in games media and everything and just different announcements that have sort of prompted this. And so this is not completely just like, this is, you know, we are a a bit like we're in the moment here. We're, we're, that's, that's a really good point. Yeah. This is more of a a topical episode that, that it was spurned on by, I think that's the right word. I don't know. Maybe spurned, it wasn't. No, spurred. Uh, spurned, spurned is on. like. Okay, spurned uh, is oh, like a spurned lover. That's yes, right. yes. Yeah. I was going to say Scorn, like a woman yeah. scorned, spurned <laughs> lover sort of thing. Yes. It has been spurred on. I should know this. I'm in Texas. I have horses. No, I don't. Uh, but I know what a horse you, is. You, you and live I know in Texas you and one. you don't own horses. How <laughs> dare you, sir? How I live in Austin. Austin is a large you? city. I just drove in from Dallas this weekend. <laughs> Dallas is another large city. I saw no horses on our drive. Um, <laughs> you have, but I know what I feel are. betrayed. I feel betrayed. <laughs> like I've, I felt like just it was like Texas was the land of like wide open spaces and horses, mm-hmm. and apparently yeah. the wide open spaces are there. But no horses. Yeah, it's false true. advertising. I feel I want <laughs> I want my money back. I'm gonna have to take off my uh, cowboy hat for the rest of this episode. Push back all the tumbleweeds, uh, you know, to get all the the if Texas you say out you of all, here. Like you will get stomped. Oh my like, gosh, I say it all the time. I don't even recognize when I say it anymore. Uh, so so y'all need to best be behaving up in here. I, that was weird. That thing up in here is not a part of it. Um, but this conversation was spurred on by current events. So we do do some some current topical issues as well. We're not all just retro gamers, um, although I do play a lot of retro games. Um, but that said, I'm looking forward to one that's coming out in just a couple of weeks, but I'm sure um, mm-hmm. my excitement will not be contained and I will be talking about that as well, at least a little bit as we move on with the episode. But before we uh, jump into the episode proper, Nathan, it has been two weeks. It's it has been, been a fortnight. It has How been doth thou bendst? How dost I do? <laughs> How doest I? Um, yeah, there you go. Uh, no, it's How uh, I do with? it's been it's been okay. Uh, last mm-hmm. week, dude, it rained like every day last week, Ooh. and I was like super grateful for. I had invested in some rain gear, and that okay. was really pretty handy. Uh, nice. My socks still got a little wet at the end of the day, mm. and I did change my boots. Um, oh. You know, I I just like halfway through the day, I just took off my one pair of swap boots and. You know, so like each 
boot gut like a half days of work. Yeah. Anyways, I know gotcha. that's weird. Minutia. Um, but yeah, overall it's, uh, it's been okay. Uh, I've just been really tired lately. Mm. Uh, it's mostly because I'm not sleeping the way I should be, but I also need Uh-oh. to just, I need to start working out again with consistency. Mm-hmm. And I did sort of fall off my fasting train. I'm still, mm-hmm. I was still like waiting to like one, one thirty to eat, but then I was mm-hmm. eating to like nine, nine thirty, And I'm okay. like, not, not great. Like I need to, I want to keep it in that one to seven window. Yeah. Ish for the most part. Mm-hmm. Actually, dude, uh, you know what? Like, it kind of just works for me. Like, yeah. I like. Did you like, get used to it pretty quickly? Yeah, yeah. I, I was mean, surprised at how quickly I could get used to it as well. Yeah, it's like. I mean, I drink like I have. So I would have a cup of like I'll have a cup of coffee yes. or two in the morning, um, on my way to work. You know, before I go to work, and then I drink some. I just drink water throughout the day, and then lunchtime mm-hmm. about like one o'clock, one thirty, whenever I get to the house and eat, I just I eat. Like I take a bunch of supplements, like I take vitamin D, vitamin C, some multivitamins, some turmeric, some glucosamine, you know, Mm -hmm. fish oil. I started taking Mm. all of those with like, so I eat my lunch, then I take all my supplements and vitamins. But uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. How how have you been, man? How, how's this last couple of weeks been for you, man? How's Uh, school treating you the new class? The, 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 yeah, it's, it's not bad. It's, it's called teaching the scriptures. Um, and so it's, it's pretty cool. Um, sorry, I say not bad. No, it's good. I'm enjoying it. Um, it has just been a crazy, just a very busy two weeks, a lot of late nights at work over the past couple of weeks. So I believe in, uh, last time, last time we recorded, last time we met, um, we were kind of in the middle of some, some projects we were doing in our main space, repainting, recarpeting the state or totally carpeting. Oh the yeah. Stage. Yeah. Like, um, that stuff, we completely redid all the house lights and converted them to led. So, so wow. that was pretty intense. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of that, not, I was going to say a lot of it was DIY. No, we just did the install. We had a company kind of redo the electric in order to, to have it. Cause I have no idea. I, electricity is not my forte. Dude, this is like one of those things where I wish I was a little closer because that's actually mm-hmm. something I know how to do. Ooh, like, nice. I hate doing it, <laughs> but I gotcha. can, like, I can, I, like, one, my dad was a lineman. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he worked for the power company, and I helped him wire up. When I was, like, 13, my parents bought a shell which is just like an unfinished house. It was just okay. basically the shell. There was no insulation, no drywall. Oh, wow. I helped my, I helped my dad wire that up and hang insulation and drywall. And it's like, it's all nice. it sucked and I hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad for the experience now, but, but at the time. There you was, go. But, and now, and it's like based on some of my own training, because I was, I was actually at one point in time in a program to become a substation tech, which is okay. sort of part it's part of like the grid system like i would have worked in utilities mm-hmm. um and, but mm-hmm. all that being yeah. said yeah i actually know how to wire things up and i could i could have helped with that and it's nice like, but that i there's no way i could justify a trip to austin just to, <laughs> just, just to do that yeah it was it was converting so the way that the lights in the room previously worked is um at our like we had basically a dimmer panel that controlled the power that was mm-hmm. sent to the different outlets and that's how we dimmed our lights now led fixtures need constant power and then you just tell them digitally how much to dim 
Mm-hmm. And so they had to they had to like totally redo that whole like dimmer box to where it was getting constant power all throughout the ceiling as opposed to uh, that I don't know what you call it before, but basically dimming the actual power amount. Um, so we had electrical companies well, do just, that. There's a different switch. Okay. Like a different, like if it's been a minute, but like that's just a different switch. Okay. It's like the same. They because- made it sound like it was a huge job because they – estimated it was five days they came out they said it was going to take two weeks and we're like oh we're a church we need lights <laughs> this can't take two wow. weeks <laughs> and uh so then they sent out extra guys and they got it done in six and a half days like literally the night before no they they finished the afternoon mm. before so like saturday afternoon so then it was setting up stage and and setting lights and stuff like that for the next day in which i was also preaching and that was the same week of that was the first week of my class. Um, so, so that was a busy, yes, super busy week. And then this this next week. So after that, um, the the lead pastor was like, "Oh yeah, now that everything's like repainted and it's painted black, uh, the staging and the carpeting and stuff like that. So it's it's more like a more like a, a theater kind of that that kind of look as opposed to what it was. But it was much brighter before. Um, and so it accentuates our lack of stage lighting." Um, so he was like, we need to get like more lights by this next Sunday. So, uh, that was another project this past week of installing more stage lighting, um, which we actually ended up having electrical problems with that as well. The, that we were tripping breakers, <laughs> which was very fun on a Thursday before mm. I went out of town on Friday. <laughs> so, oh, um, yeah, yeah. It was just no. like too much in too little time. Um, so it, it was, it was, there's busy, a part of me that wants to weeks. know about like some of the like technical bits, but like, I'm just like, no, I'll just, I'm going to hold off. My lip. Hold off for now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, but the, the, all that to be said, kind of my highlight was this past weekend, we went out to Dallas. Uh, my cousin was getting married. And so we had a lot of fun hanging out with family, uh, kind of put stuff on the back burner for that. It's just been like, crazy just just a lot of yeah like late nights and and coming in on my days off uh at work Mm -hmm. just to make sure that those things were done so that's been my two weeks we'll get to it in the backlog report in which i barely have anything to report on uh as we will see for for that reason oh man oh well i know of one thing that you have to report on yeah um i i had written that down in the notes of of my report here so so i've got my let's let's go ahead and jump into these let's let's just do it do it. I need that sound. Wow. <laughs> you got really aggressive with that. Man. Did. Half my paper, well, a third of my paper ripped. And so I was like, let's just rip the other third. It doesn't matter. I'm but, just, tear the paper. <laughs> tons. To, no, I, I have nothing to report on, so it's okay. That uh, was like uh, when, in, growing up in Christmas and birthdays like that was sort of like the rallying call tear the paper oh nice like yeah there were some of us i would try some some years to just like gently you know undo the wrapping so you weren't ripping anything and yeah yeah that that would it depended cause... on the wrapping paper okay like like do you ever get presents wrapped up in funny pages mm-hmm. oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like yes. dude i would like sunday like meticulously like because mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like i was like i can read this yes like i was that kind of an extra special present. weirdo yes although um, that's even more difficult because just that newspaper is uh is yeah. harder not to newsprint rip, so. is real tough to <laughs> little known but, fact 
yes. So, well, I mean, I guess I can I can roll into it because, like, literally, um, no, in the past two, and I was just talking about this with my wife uh, earlier this evening. I think I've played twenty minutes of Baldur's Gate. <laughs> is what I played on the elliptical the other day. Um, mm-hmm. Outside of that, I have been so tempted by the um, the text messages that have gone back and forth in our group for Dying Light of like, yes, I want to, oh, but I've got this other stuff. Well, dude, that I, need to, I mean, to just take like when you have an evening free, yeah, text me and cool. like, you know, shout out to my brother. I don't know if he listens this Ayo. or not. My <laughs> brother uh, just had his, so we've got our niece Sophie. That's he right. just had a little boy, Declan. Hey, oh, um, Declan, uh, Keith McKeever. Mm. Uh, he shares my middle name is my dad's first name, and so Declan is also carries Keith. So ah, we're nice, and uh, yeah, so it's it's very exciting. Deuce is he's uh, well, he's Deuce. I mean. <laughs> I love my brother and like he's he's good people, but it, it's just like you know he's he's just like he's kind of I, I I'm making it sound like nah, he, but he's excited <laughs> to be a boy dad. Like he's been a girl yeah. dad for a few years at this point okay. in time. Like he's he's excited to have a little boy, and uh, that's awesome. I, like that's I think awesome. like it's it's cool too. Just like from where I'm I'm standing, it's like it's not that big a deal, but it's like knowing that there will be a son out there to carry the McKeever name forward. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, right on. And like when that little boy grows up, I'm going to look at him and be like, you are a McKeever. Like I will school you. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, this is like the weight of the things that you need to carry now. Like, he's like, I'm five. Uncle Nate. <laughs> this is what it um, means. This is what it means. Uh, no, but uh, shout out to Deuce and yeah. you know, welcome Declan. And, awesome. and I love all my nieces and nephews, but he's going to be mm-hmm. my favorite. Just, <laughs> it's just, it's and, inevitable. And, it's going to happen. A lot. <laughs> it's not even close. Not even he was close. just born, I can tell. It's like, a, oh man. No. Um, but Wonderful. yeah, so anyways. You, That's 20 cool. minutes of Baldur's Gate. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's funny because, like, you know, we've been talking a little bit about it on the Discord. And, like, I only play the game in short bursts, unfortunately. But it's like every time I do get around to playing – so here's, here's the tension that I have is that um, – I've I've only been able to play it in short bursts, like twenty minute bursts at a time, and that's not how you're supposed to play this game. Mm-mm. So like I get this little bit, and I'm like, oh yeah, this game is like fun, and I'm enjoying it, but I don't make hardly any progress because fifteen minutes of that is just like going through my inventory and you know the, uh, identifying spells and you know whatever, um, mm-hmm. and and then it's like oh, but I want to play more, but I can't, like I just don't have the time right now. So, uh, it's, so I have not made hardly any progress in that game in a while, even though I enjoy it, I'm just not playing it very much. And then that's going to be overtaken in a few weeks, most likely when, uh, Shin Megami Tensei five comes out because everything's probably going to be thrown on the back burner for that game. Cause I am just that way. Uh, you can fill You're in the blank a, with how filthy you yes. weeb. Okay, yeah, yeah. That was the word that was popping into my head too. But then I was like, I don't know if that's the the right word. I mean, it is a very Japanese game. I'm, it's got a Japanese title, so yeah, I guess it is. I guess it is weeby. 
So there we go. Um, that's all that I've been playing. Uh, what I have been reading has really, like I haven't been listening to any books um, unless you count 372 pages talking about books. <laughs> Dude, I Which, went I went to go back and tried to like now and I have the Patreon feed for okay. their podcast. Nice. But I was trying to download those episodes of the Sean Penn book. Oh my goodness. And for some reason it's just like it's not Ooh. loading. It's not like okay. it's not downloading. So I'm gonna have to just like I don't know, but I like listening to you and Paul like or reading the exchange between you and Paul about that book. I'm like, Ugh. especially after the fever dream that was model land. I'm like, yeah, yes. I want more of this, like this brand of crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, oh man. But, but see that, that, that book is uh, as opposed to model land, which is just, just, just bizarre. Uh, Sean Penn's book seems like it actively hates the reader. Um, <laughs> like it's so pretentious. <laughs> it just like, it, it, it's it's weird and it's just filled with like random screeds as well against different things and and sometimes it's just like the most boilerplate like um like catcher in the rye kind of just like i hate phonies and or i hate branding and marketing kind of a thing and it's just like okay like the big man over here you know like movie star hates marketing like <laughs> okay uh, and then other times yeah it's just like yeah weird fever dreams anyways anyways this is a podcast about another podcast that's how it just uh, how it just ended up 372 pages uh, we'll never get back is another podcast that talks about books that they probably will not enjoy. Um, and they, they end up enjoying them because they're so bad most of the time. But yeah, no, three, 300, like it's uh, Mike Nelson and uh, I was going to say Colin Moriarty. <laughs> Connor Cameron, Lestoka. Con- Connor Lestoka uh, <laughs> from Rift Tracks. Mm-hmm. Is what they do now. It used to be MST3K, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's some high quality. It, it is yes, yes, it is quite funny. And I've gone through so so I've gone through like three books in that. Unfortunately, I continued after after that book, which was just terrible. It was a book called The Mister, which was the uh, the Fifty Shades of Grey author her book after 50 shades of gray and Ew. it was just yeah it, don't listen to it it was terrible i will say like i had some of the like most like physically laugh out loud moments because it's so stupid in like in like insultingly bad just the way that she even describes things sometimes uh but not recommended whatsoever just skip over it and then the next one well, was one oh yep well i was gonna say like the the whole thing with 50 shades of gray is like it was twilight fanfic mm-hmm. gone awry mm-hmm. and i'm like and twilight was trash mm-hmm. so you've got derivative trash mm-hmm. based off of even grosser derivative trash mm-hmm. and this is your sequel it, well it, it's not it's not a sequel it's, or, but it's your your next right project. this was her original you know Story. She was just so inspired to write something, and it's just garbage. Yeah, yeah. It's obvious. Obviously, it's garbage. Like you knew it was going to be. It garbage, sounds like she just, possesses all wow. the self awareness of Ernest Klein. Wow. Yes. Yes. Certainly. One hundred percent. Convinced um, of their own genius. <laughs> so, anyways, I've talked enough about that podcast. Outside of that, I started a book that my pastor uh, gave me and, and asked, asked me to read called "Spirit Led Preaching" by Greg Heisler. I believe his name is. 
um, that's talking about, well, the, the, the uh, subtitle, the Holy Spirit's role in sermon preparation and delivery. Um, so yeah, the, the Holy Spirit in hmm. preparing sermons. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of self-explanatory there. I'm not very far into it. Um, but I have been reading that as well and it's good stuff. Cool. Um, is there anything else that I'm partaking? You know, I'm just common white guy over here watching Ted Lasso just cause, um, with, no, I'm, I'm watching that with my wife. And, and so we've been enjoying it. Although we've also talked in discord about the things that I'm not enjoying about the second season, but I digress. Um, that's really all that I've been into. That's all that I have to report on. So I'm done with my report. What do you have to report on? Um, okay. Well, I'm gonna pull up my book here. Ooh, <clears throat> my volume. Ah. Uh, so as far as games go, the only thing that I really played over the last couple of weeks was, uh, well, and it sort of came up because I, I remember it popped up in the discord and Paul was basically like, Nate, you're not going to play Baldur's Gate. And mm -hmm. I was like, mm -hmm. I was like, because I am the way that I am, I was <laughs> like, I took that as a, I took that personally mm -hmm. and I turned around and I, uh, I played nothing but Baldur's Gate for the next nice. like two and a half weeks. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I've just been, I played Baldur's Gate and uh, the other actually it was like Saturday night. Rolled credits on it or beat the the Man. initial sort of gameplay. Now I was playing on story mode, which apparently is like baby mode. Mm -hmm. And I don't care because, and it's, uh, we, we have a uh, sort of the chat that we have with him and, and Wes. And I said, dude, like, here's the thing. Uh, the rule set is based off of D&D 2.0 or basically Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, which is a trash rules rule set. And I'm like, no, no. Like, I no. There's no way that I'm going to subject myself to those abomination rules. Like, so I've just, I played it on story mode and it was actually pretty good. It was, mm -hmm. I I found my, I, I was like, oh, this will be like kind of cool. Um It'll be an interesting historical piece. I don't mm -hmm. really like CRPGs all that much. Okay. Um, just because I, I feel like they're too big. But there was something mm -hmm. about that that I really actually was like I was into. And I was into it so much. I was like, I think I'm going to go back and do like a canon playthrough where it's like, because okay. the first time, like, interesting. I was just, I was just sort of like, I'm just going to like dink around and just like do dumb stuff and just sort mm -hmm. of like play it. And it's, and I was like, well, I want to do di something differently here. Like I don't, I want to, you know, roll a straight thief character instead of the fighter thief and everything, you know, everything. I was just like, uh. mm -hmm. but anyways, uh, yeah, it was, it was enjoyable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of our chat. Paul's like, it was a game. <laughs> <laughs> it was a game. Um, Yeah. No, it's it's a really cool game, but it definitely even the enhanced edition mm -hmm. definitely sort of shows its age. Um and uh, I'm looking forward to we we are going to I think the the plan is to get Paul on here at some point in time mm -hmm. and and just sort of record an episode on it cuz it's and it's like I mean, I enjoyed it enough. Like I said, I'm going back through it again and I'm probably going to play through all the DLC and just roll oh, wow. into the second one. And just, I'm just going to do all of it. Like just sort of like roll through it. It's going to be sort Dang, of a slow man. roll. Nice. I liked it. I, I mean, 
I would recommend like for anybody who's interested, like if you want to play it on like normal or whatever, okay, like cool, go you. I frankly think mechanically, like I said, that 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 D and D rule set is trash, and there's a reason that we stopped using it. Um, <laughs> but um, as far as books go, so I have on here. Let's see. Uh, I started the Worm or Boris or Roboros. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just say Ouroboros. Yeah. Um, yeah. Depending by, on what piece of media you're listening to, it could be either way. I've by, heard it both ways. By Edison. And it's weird and interesting. The The prose is very purple, but I kind of dig it. Um, what does that mean? Purple is like kind of like needlessly. Oh, yeah. I've been listening to a lot of literature podcasts lately. So, um, But purple prose is like sort of like almost – it means uh, it's like unnecessarily sort of like flowery or like mm-hmm. heavy on adjectives and everything else like that. It's it's like Lovecraft can be pretty purple, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, like so like you have a lot of like the the more like authors within the last couple hundred years. There's not a ton of description. It's like they sort of write these like very. Uh, I'm thinking. I'm trying to think of. Anyways. Purple prose is just sort of like very almost like dramatic speech, flowery. It's very sort of image like heavy and sort of adjective laden and uh, almost unnecessarily so. But it's like I kind of, I don't know, it's weird, Mm -hmm. but it's, I don't think it's very good, but it's. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Like, I think it's fine. Like, but it's, it's like one of those things where it's like, it's, you know how sometimes like you get started in something you're like, well, I'm already like re or listening or I'm already mm-hmm. watching this. So I might as well just see where it goes. I don't know when I'm done with it. I might have more to say, but for now I'm just kind of like, it's, it's okay. Okay. It's, it's a book. Um, now this, this one was mentioned in the discord as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause it, it rings a bell. And now that I'm, now that I'm looking it at it, it came up in the discord bit, and I was like, I was like, and I, I think JVO um, mm-hmm. put it, put it, said that he read it or something. I was like, okay, this, and it's like, I, I'm listening to it. And I'm like, yeah, it's, I don't know. I just don't. <laughs> like, I, I, like, old Nate yeah. is old. Like, this might have hit me a lot differently, like 20 years ago or something. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm reading, I'm, or I'm listening to it now. And I'm like, okay, like, this is like interesting, but yeah. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we'll see where it goes. Like it, it is pre- like it. And I, I have done some reading about it. It's like, but maybe I'll, like I said, when I'm done with it, I'll have some more thoughts. But for now I'm like, yeah. ah, it's okay. The narrator's pretty good. Um, which nice. always helps. Nice. Um, but I also, and this is a book that like I, I mentioned in, in the discord and I mentioned to you, I cannot just like, I can't give this like a shotgun recommendation. Um, yeah, but I, I listened to the autobiography of Cassandra Peterson. It's called Cruelly Yours, Elvira. She was the woman who was behind the Elvira persona or is behind. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. she's since retired that sort of actor shtick. Um, and it was just like one of those things. It came up in a podcast I was listening to and I was like, huh, I don't know much about this woman. I was like, I'll listen to it. And then I listened to it and it was like, again, I don't recommend this book. 
mm-hmm. but it's a very interesting sort of examination of just the entertainment industry of this woman's experiences there. And I, I, I sort of walked away from that book with a, a bit of a n- newfound respect for this woman who prior to this, I had no real thoughts or experience. I was like, ah, Elvira, cool. Um, yeah. This woman lived a very interesting life, you know, and some, there's some just really sad stuff in there. Mm. Um, but like, I, you know, it's, it's sort of like, if somebody wants to listen to that, go ahead, you know, sort of like do it at your own sort of discretion. Um, mm-hmm. But her story is very, there, there's some weight there, I guess is how I would say it. Like, and there's yeah. some stuff where it's like, I would just recommend it. And for anybody who is going to listen, like go, go in and like, there's going to be some funny, really charming moments, but there's also going to be some really heavy stuff because that woman has been through some, some, some things. And so, um, like I said, it's just kind of one of those things. I was like, ah, don't know anything about her. And sort of was like, meh. Okay. Like I, I kind of walked away being like, that that was it was interesting you know Mm -hmm. and uh oh and lastly the last thing i listened to of sort of as far as books go uh sandman volume two came out on audible okay and dude i like here's the thing guys neil gaiman is such a freaking pagan (laughs) and he makes like the coolest stuff (laughs) like he's he's so good there and i don't know if it's like something i just need to like not read his crap anymore or anything but it's like man just like his universes are so cool like Mm -hmm. just like the stuff he like the the worlds he builds are just so cool nice Um, and uh sleep or a dream like they're called the endless and it's like it's death destiny dream desire despair and delirium and destruction mm-hmm. is their long lost brother. But anyways, like it's just like, it's all about Morpheus dream, the Sandman, whatever. Mm. And yeah, his adventures or misadventures. And so it's, it's such a freaking, mm. <laughs> but it's so looking definitely- forward to that Netflix show. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I'll watch it just to see what they do with mm. the material, but I'm not optimistic. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's like it, everything is like go woke or broke kind of crap anymore. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, dude. Or both. Like, or go woke and go broke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's it's like one of those things where – Again, don't really recommend it, but I listened to it and I'm like, I liked it. Mm-hmm. If you like Neil Gaiman, well, you're probably going to like it. And if you don't know who he is, and like the the best, the 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 stuff that I can recommend from Neil Gaiman is like Neverwhere, uh, the Norse mythology stuff, and maybe a couple of others. Okay. For the most part, like I'm like, dude, like his stuff is awesome, but most people shouldn't read it. Yeah, like probably myself included at times. <laughs> like, hmm. you know, Anansi Boys is really good. Um, okay. Yeah, but anyways, uh, it's just, it's one of those things where I'm like, man, it's just a shame because he's just, he is arguably one of the most talented writers of our age. And he's also just a complete freaking pagan. Mm-hmm. And it's, it drives me insane. 
Yeah. But anyways, we have, I have gone on enough about that. So, uh, if you guys are, you know, obviously after this episode, part of the bro hang is going to be put into at least part of the bro hang is going to be thrown up into the bite size. And that's a little bit of like a, Hey, you know, maybe a little bit of teaser for people. And just because I don't feel like recording a bite size and Josh was like, yeah, cool. We can do that. Um, so yeah, but yeah, if you guys are interested in some of like the uncut episodes, video, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. and if you like what we do and, uh, you've already done the rate review, subscribe, share sort of thing. Another way that you could help us out or just sort of show support for the podcast is, uh, to, you know, uh, check out our Patreon and maybe pledge a buck. And there's some extra stuff. We, you know, you get a, you get a special role in the discord. Um, Mm -hmm. if you are a patron, a patron, uh, there's some perks like, you know, patrons get a little bit more, uh, of a voice in sort of helping us to shape some content and, and like, uh, you know, there's, there's perks like there's video uncut stuff. Like, yeah, there's, there's perks. Yep. All the stuff that we edit out in post, you're able to hear. Yeah. All the stuff that gets actually gets edited out in post. (laughs) Um, but then, uh, in addition to that, you know, one of the things about, uh, the Patreon stuff, the Patreon stuff is like you get the uncut version. And so, but you also don't get the ad breaks, which is really unfortunate because our friends make good content and we'll plug that. We'll plug that just here in a second. Check it out. But before we do that, we have another plug. Hey guys, you know, if you're not on GG yet, do it. GG's like the letterboxed app for your video game collection. We've already, I mean, you've heard us several times talk about just the benefits of this thing, the way that it helps you, you know, sort of keep track of wish lists, the the different lists that you can generate, just personal stuff. It it's starting to incorporate more of the friend feed stuff. So you can see what the people that you're friends with on GG are playing, or mm-hmm. if they've done any reviews or any lists that they've made. It's how we're you know tracking the this year's backlog beatdown stuff personally for us like you know mm-hmm. uh, i have a list of the games i bought the games i played and then i also like i have several lists but the, the three yeah. that i'm worrying about are the ones i've the games i bought this year uh the games i played this year and then specifically the games i played for the podcast mm-hmm. um so those are the three things but josh is on there i'm on there a lot, a lot of the guys are on there. Uh, so if you're listening to this and you haven't already signed up, you know, check it out. It's, it's a really cool product product. Words are, words are hard. There you go, Logan. I'll write you a dollar <laughs> check, you know, um, but you know, Nate talk pretty someday. There's my thing. That's mm-hmm. anyways, but GG is a cool, cool app. We like Charles. We like what he's doing there and we think you will too. Um, yeah. Lastly, here's a word from our friends. Hey there, I'm Wes, and I run the Henshin Dab Podcast. If you don't know what that is, well, it's a one-man show where I talk about all the things that you need to know about the tokusatsu genre from Japan. If you've seen shows like Power Rangers and Ultraman, then you've seen tokusatsu. And I just happen to think those types of shows are pretty cool. So come on over and take a listen as I discuss all the current and retro happenings in the genre. You can find it over at anchor.fm forward slash henshindad. I'll see you there, and don't forget, henshin a go-go, baby! And we're back. 
So now Josh has his mouth full, and so yeah, he's he's uh, chowing down on some sort of snack that all his mm-hmm. money, money, money got him. Um, I I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm sure that money was involved in some sort of acquisition, part of the acquisition, whether it was like, you know, you purchase the ingredients, unless it's like all like self-sustainable, like you guys like have a garden and you harvested everything. A garden of Twix bars in the backyard. It's pretty awesome. You have a Twix bush? Sweet. Yeah, no that that's the from the ridiculous amount of Halloween candy that my kids got last night. But um, nice. that's a whole other that's a whole Dead other can of worms. Tacks. Oh yes, oh Dead yes. Tacks. Mm. Oh, they got it, it is a stupid amount of candy. It's an it's embarrassment dumb. of riches. Mm-hmm. The neighborhood that that's behind us is let's just say more well off than our neighborhood. We decided to venture into that neighborhood this year. We hadn't in previous years and. They do it up. There's this one house. Uh, sorry, this is too, this has do nothing have, to do like, with anything. Did you have mm-hmm. any like the full like full size candy bar houses? Yes, <gasps> yes, full size candy bars. But there was one house that we went by. They they were just sitting in their front yard and they had the table laid out. And they were like, okay, this side of the table is for the kids, and they got candy to take it. This side's for the adults. We have a huge jug full of margaritas. If you want a margarita, like three different kinds of beers, seltzers, whatever, like just take what you want, you know, hang out if you want to, or keep trick or treating. And we're just like, wait, what? And they were just like, yeah, yeah, go for it, man. Like, you know, whatever. So it was just like, wait, what? You're my friend now. It's like, I, I live over there. Yeah. Right. right, Exactly. In the poor neighborhood. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to be over here more now. Yes. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Come hang out with you. Uh, <laughs> and the guy, the guy who lived there too, was probably around my age, uh, and he was dressed up as a uh, Jose Cuervo, and uh, so he was tequila. His wife was salt, and his daughter was lime, and that was pretty cute. But, anyways, yeah. that has nothing to do with what we're talking about today, um, no. which is the the value I mean, of friendship. No, I'm just kidding. The value of I, video I mean, games. I value candy. Hmm. Mm. I, I, I mm. do value candy. It like, is since delicious. We're talking about things that we value. <laughs> yeah. But would you pay $60 for 12 hours worth of candy? <laughs> <laughs> and therein lies the problem. <laughs> that is. <laughs> wow. Would I have to consume all 12 hours of uh, mm. aforementioned candy in like one sitting? No, no, uh, certainly not. No, you can I break can that, spread up that out. However many candy sessions you would like. Was it, um, was in fact, you could probably re-eat the candy whenever you wanted to. <laughs> you just made it weird, dude. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I was like actually like seriously like the mental exercise of thinking like basically 12 <laughs> hours worth of candy, 60 bucks, mm-hmm. spread it out over like, yeah, I could be down for that. Mm-hmm. I, you know what though? And it is interesting because too, I think in a lot of ways, so there's a lot of stuff going on here, folks. Mm-hmm. We're talking about value and games and just sort of entertainment. And I mean, some people are like, Nate, what does this have? Some people might ask me this and it's like, well, and at which point in time I would just sort of laugh and, and uh, my, I'd enter monologue and be like, oh, you poor fool. You're in for it now. You've done it. <laughs> here we go. You're You've given me an opening. Um, <laughs> wh- why, why does this matter? Well, mm-hmm. 
because we are a podcast about stewardship, about developing a healthy theology of recreation, of labor, of vocation, you know, all the sort of different things that sort of surround the idea of good stewardship. Mm -hmm. Um, Part of the conversation is like learning how to value things rightly or properly and, and putting the proper value on them rather than and I think part of it and what we'll probably touch on at some point in time is a way that I think culturally, you know, uh, part of the problem with a lot of like sort of gaming culture and games media and all of that stuff is there is an overvaluation of like of just games in general. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's it's not unfair to say that I think in the secular world and in secular gaming circles, and even within maybe Christian gaming circles, there's a bit of an idolatry of entertainment. Um, y- you know, I've mm-hmm. probably talked to you about the time uh, when the Bethesda um, acquisition was first announced in TRG. There was a bit of a kerfuffle, and and yes, I I totally recognize that this is not a completely accurate depiction of real life it's social media you know and this is sort of an individual but i think at times these these sort of individual encounters are actually reflective of maybe a much broader truth and anyways there was a a young man who was sort of upset and he's like well now i have to choose between playstation where i i've been i have I've been playing this stuff in PlayStation, et cetera, et cetera. Or now if I want to play my favorite games, which Bethesda owns, I have to migrate to the Microsoft system. And I'm like, and I don't see what the problem is there. Um, You know, it's like really just part of cultivating like a a legitimate sense of gratitude is actually valuing things properly. And there's that. Uh, I mean, there's a whole pile of stuff in here. Uh, what recently sort of brought this up to uh, the front for me, right, is Metroid Dread came out a little bit ago. And there's been all sorts of like weird stuff online where people are like, this isn't worth 60 bucks, blah, 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 blah. And I'm mm-hmm. part of a bunch of different Facebook gaming groups. And and I sort of, any any real social media interaction stuff I do is with has something to do with either theology or video games. And it's just mm. like, because er- everything else, I'm just like normal social media drama. I'm like, ah, I don't care. Um, <laughs> but video games, I-, I like them a good bit. And I, I kind of took that personally because what bothered me is that some of the arguments I was seeing, well, it's a 2d game. It was blah, 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 blah. It's, it's a 2d side scrolling platform, Metroidvania. It's not worth 60 bucks. It's only 12 hours. Is this, is this, there was mm-hmm. a Kotaku published an article about like, Oh yeah, it looks really great in emulation. And all of a sudden, like, you know, you can just see all the little people like running over, like all the filthy little plague rat, thieves running over and just like <laughs> i'm gonna steal this game you know because i'm not gonna buy it anyways and i'm like then you don't need to play it like if you're not planning on playing this game it's one thing of saying like i'm even almost a little more sympathetic saying well i can't afford it and even at that point in time i'm saying well then you don't need to play it mm-hmm. <laughs> you know but you know, the, for the guy or gal who's like well i wasn't gonna buy it anyways and i'm like well then why would you play it? like if you if you're not gonna buy it why would you steal it like you, you, you've, you, you, anyway, but at some of that, it's just like the whole 
ethos behind that sort of mentality. It's like you don't really have a, a proper value or valuation system. And you know, we've talked mm-hmm. about too, even and and there's the, the Nintendo online service, and we'll get to that too, and just sort of mm-hmm. like some of the some of my problems in sort of that whole system slash structure, um, the way that they've got that set it up. And but so that's what sort of kicked all of this off for me. Mm-hmm. It just got me thinking about this. But you and I have had conversations about this before, especially about like things like, I think, frankly, uh, what you see a lot of times are, and, and maybe not as as often, but with this sort of, brought, especially with the Metroid Dread stuff, people are like, well, it's only 10 to 12 hours long. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't care. Like, why? why is that? the the sort of the defining metric of value mm-hmm. it's like well it's like and now granted i enjoy like rpgs and jrpgs and you know which tend to be sort of girthier you know at, at yeah. the very sort of lighter end of that stuff like you know 40 hour experiences you know up to like you know uh friend friend of the show jano spark was you know john was talking about how he's playing dragon quest 11 for like the bajillionth time. And he did like the super hard run. And he's mm-hmm. like, he has a chunk of ch- like time invested in that game. And I'm not saying that time is because in a way, all, all currency really boils down to is an, it's an exchange of time. Like that is really the only sort of like unit of value that we actually truly possess like mm-hmm. money it's a, like everything else is just sort of like outworkings of time spent mm-hmm. and i so that's some of where my headspace is at now, josh when i yeah. pitch this to you what what i guess so what are some of your thoughts coming into this well with metroid dread in particular i mean i am definitely more sympathetic to that camp um that says because when the announcement was ma- was made i mean you think of kind of the landscape of uh, especially like the metroid series and stuff like that um you know metroid prime 4 was announced what a couple years ago at this point at least mm-hmm. a couple years ago um has been like reworked given other studios whatever so when they announced that there was this 2D Metroid coming out, and yeah, I'm the turd who was like, "Oh yeah, that's that's like that game that they had been working on and scrapped." Um, so I recognized it as like, "Yeah, this was the sequel to Fusion that they had started like what 15 years ago at this point, something like that," um, but was never released for various reasons. That's a whole other conversation. But um, that said, like. Yeah, it did strike me as like, oh, wait, because pre-orders went up immediately. You know, the the super deluxe edition is ninety dollars, and then the the regular edition was sixty. And I was, which I don't know if you can even get like the deluxe version. Oh no, no, you couldn't get it like half an hour after the announcement was made. I mean, you had to be like right on it in order to. Which get makes me sad that because that, that was probably the version that. I <laughs> yeah well yeah, i mean yeah mm-hmm. that's just the 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 supply chain issues that we're running into today because our economy is just that great um no that's another conversation um th- that said um it did i was surprised that they were charging full price for the game simply because i knew you know metroid dread had been announced a long long time so i knew it was this like initially 
supposed to be a GBA game that got pushed to 3DS and then got, or excuse me, to DS and then got canceled. So like I knew that it was an old 2D game. Um, of course, n- they're obviously redoing it. They did, they redid a ton of stuff and, and if not completely the entire game over again. Um, but it did seem strange that it was full price to me at first. I mean, even, even now. Um, simply because like we're waiting for Prime 4, which is going to be, I would assume it would be a much bigger game. Generally, the Prime game, I've only played the first one, but that was at least a couple dozen hours, right? It was at least 20 hours. Mm, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, it seems like 20-ish hours seems mm-hmm. about right. But yeah. A larger world to explore, we can say Mm -hmm. that. Um, And so going back to 2D, as much as I love it, like don't get me wrong, this is is my forte, you know? (laughs) Like it's easier for me to play uh, a 2D game. I I enjoy that older style as well. But then also I had just recently played Samus Returns, the remake of the second game, um, which is made by the same company, in mm-hmm. that 2D style. And of course, it was a 3DS game. So it was only $40 new. Of course, I, you know, I'm a cheapskate. And so I probably paid, you know, 10, 15, maybe $20 for it when it was on sale at some point. Um, so, yeah, I, I will say I was surprised that it was a full $60 release. Um, you know, the landscape of gaming has changed quite a bit since the last 2D Metroid, since Metroid mm-hmm. Fusion on GBA. Um, there are tons of Metroidvania style games that don't charge you $60 for, you know, case in point, we talk about how much we love Hollow Knight all the time. Mm -hmm. And it is, uh, you know, it certainly comes from that ilk of, you know, exploring the world. It's, it's, it has its own things for sure. Uh, influenced by Dark Souls as well, I would say. Uh, but it, it, it does have some of the bones of, of Metroid in it. And, you know, it was what? maybe $20 when it was first released, which is a 20, freaking steal for that game. <laughs> 20, 30, and that's, and that was sort of like my point is mm-hmm. that like, now granted hollow Knight is a, I think there's a little bit more just as far as like content there period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, that's true. I'm like, hollow Knight, cause I, I spent, I probably spent 70 hours on, on hollow Knight. But I was like, I was like, I'm going to like, as much as I can out of this game, I'm going to crack this thing open and just suck. Like I'm going to like split the bones and suck the marrow out of them. Like Mm -hmm. just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just going to like, I'm, I'm going to scrape every last little bit of meat. And, but I think what would sort of bothered me about this is like, to like one of the things, and we don't talk about it a, a ton, right? is like we do sort of have a games as art bend here like we mm-hmm. we think that games need to, like gaming when it's appropriate needs to be taken seriously mm-hmm. and part of it is like you know now granted i i just think part of it is we just have like a bad <laughs> like culturally we just have a bad like sort of like a sense of valuation period mm-hmm. and yeah. We we come to these things almost solely as just straight consumers. Where and and you know to to reference popcorn theology, mindless consumers, and it's just like, and if there's any sort of uh, anything that would inhibit us just sort of continuing to sort of like pump 
you know, we, we sort of made the, the 12 hours of candy kind of thing. And like, in a lot of ways, video mm-hmm. games are very much candy. They're sweet. They're sort of, they're not as far as like, it's not to say that there can't be some sort of like mental or psychological nutritional value here, but like, mm-hmm. it's, it's sort of like junk food and in the right place can be helpful, can be useful, can be good. Um, there are some games where they are definitely more than junk food. Mm-hmm. And as such thing, but it's like, I think part of the whole problem is like, there are a lot of people who are like, video games need to be taken seriously. And in the same breath, they're like, but I'm not paying $60 for this, you know, premiere experience. And I'm going, mm-hmm. but you'll pay 30 bucks to go to the movies to watch a stupid Avengers film. And, you know, and there's, there's no sort of like trade off in value, even though one of these is, a little more substantial has like, I don't know. It's just like, it's just like such a weird metric to me. And it's just such Mm -hmm. a like sort of, there's such a disconnect where Mm. it's like, we don't properly value any of this stuff. Like in the sense that like we've become like, you know, for lack of a better term, like there, there's a sense of entitlement. And I I say that knowing that like in my, my own ways, I'm probably very entitled. Like I feel like, you, you know, but it, it, for me, it really, I, I was pretty discouraged by the people who were saying, this isn't worth 60 bucks. And I'm like, well, it's not worth 60 bucks to you. And that like the, the, in the very nature of value, there's sort of, of a subjective element, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, we've talked about like there are games that like, like I look at and I sort of have in my head, I'm like, I would pay 20 bucks for that. Mm-hmm. And like, that's, but like, I've, I've sussed, I've wrestled out some of that stuff. And I, I think like part of it is, is, I guess, like, I, I just want people like for me more than anything, I want people to abandon the really sort of like superficial metrics. Like, well, it's only 12 hours long. Why does that matter? If that's 12, like, you know, awesome hours in that game and you get more of that 12 hours like then then you would out of a 60 hour game that you paid 20 bucks for which was fun and you you did your time in it but then it sort of it didn't do anything and it, like let's just say that 12 hours like really resonates and hits you and sort of like leaves a mark like to me I'm looking at that I'm saying that 12 hours is significantly more important like and it's like and again, it's there's a subjective nature here, but I think like sort of boiling it down to like these sort of like, if it's not 60 hours, long, I mean, like when I was like 16, yeah, I was like, if it's not 60 hours long, I don't want to play it. And it's like, mm-hmm. and that's like, that's the way a young idiot thinks, you, you know, and I'm not trying to, but it's like, it's like, I'm not trying to, because like, hey, I'm not trying to be, but like, it's a very juvenile way to approach it. And I'm mm-hmm. saying, like, I think, like, especially as as you you sort of get older and you mature, there are different ways to sort of think through that stuff. And mm-hmm. we need to be saying, like, okay, like, you know, yeah, it's not worth it to me. And maybe at this price point, it would be worth it to me to pick that up. But that has nothing to do with the the because there is such a thing as inherent value too. And I'm not saying that, like, but like. There are things, and I guess I'm sort of all over the place on this, but Mm -hmm. 
it's it's one of those situations where I'm like, dude, like we need to stop sort of like, hey, like be thrifty, be wise with your time. But it's like, mm-hmm. I think part of it too is like some of this is like, I'm actually, I think it's good for the consumer to be forced to make choices. Like, I mean, like hmm. part of my, my whole issue with like services like Game Pass is, is what like those services, I think, cultivate a certain amount of like, well, I pay 10 bucks a month and I have access to all these games, blah, 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 blah. And actually devalues everything because it's sort of like, it's like, dude, like you go to a buffet and you sort of like, you know that you're not going to like, I'm not saying that all buffets are trash, but <laughs> you know that you're not getting like awesome food at a buffet. And it's sort of like, it takes, and so even if there is something really good there for you or in that, like, it sort of like lowers the, it's sort of like the low tide versus whereas the high tide raises all boats. Like it sort of lowers the tide and it lowers sort of like, it increases expectation, but it actually lowers the actual investment because that's part of what value is too, is like, what are you willing to sort of give up for X, Y, and Z? Mm-hmm. You know, and so there's like, there's all this stuff that, like I said, I just sort of keep like bouncing around in my head. And I'm yeah. just saying like, we just have to, you, you, at some point in time, we have to start having like more mature conversations about value mm-hmm. and not just not value as like in monetary sort of or economic, um, solely in those, those, but like we, yeah. we have to like, what are the things that we value? Like in games, like. Like, so we've talked about, like, we're playing Dying Light. I paid 20 bucks for that or whatever. I I think mm-hmm. I might have even paid less than that for it. And I, I'm loving it. And I'm having a great time with it. It's been, like, a really cool social experience for me and my brother and and Parker and eventually you. And, like, <laughs> like one of these days. One of these days. We, and it's going to, it's like, it's going to be a ton of fun. I don't think it's worth it. it to me personally, that type of experience would not be worth 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think there's maybe even conversations about just like how like standard, like boilerplate kind of like price framing, like 60 bucks, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, maybe mm-hmm. we need to have just a, a more sort of varied, like, but I, I don't know. It's, like I said, it just seems like everything gets sort of reduced down to so like lowest common denominator arguments. And I'm like, yeah. we, we have to do a better job. We have to like, in order to take, to be taken seriously too. Well, there are, I mean, there are, you know, different price points that, that companies try to, I mean, now the, the premium experience outside of switch to my understanding um, but for the new consoles has bumped up ten dollars, you know, so it's seventy bucks for new games. Mostly on the the sort of the current gen PS5. Okay. And I don't I don't even know if Xbox is doing that. I think that oh, might really? be a Sony thing. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Um, but even even outside of that, for for a long time, I mean, as long as I've been buying new games, which has been since Wii U, um, so not you know, only a couple uh uh generations here. It's been that $60 price point means that it is a premium title, right? That's generally the Mm -hmm. most that you're going to see a game for. Um, Whereas with the rise of like indie developers or, you know, double A developer, whatever, whatever, it's underneath that, that triple A price point can be anywhere from, you know, 
I don't know, five bucks at the low, you know, 10 to generally about 10 bucks to usually about 30, 40 is usually where you see like reissues or, or things like that, you know, it, or, you know, some, or some sort of a sale. It's, like the, it's not the really single a maybe B tier, like single yeah. a developers where it's like, it's like, this is good, but it's not. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a, a discount. Well, even that makes it sound like it's a bad game, but it's it's usually not. It's but there's something implicit in that, like it, you're not going to see the same quality as a triple A yeah. title, as like a marquee title. Um, and so with that sixty dollar price point, and particularly on Metroid Dread, that was Nintendo signaling that no, this is a we do consider this to be a a uh, the, to bear this standard, right? You didn't see that on. Um, again, this is a reissue, so I don't know if this is a one-to-one comparison, but something like Super Monkey Ball uh, Banana Blitz HD, you know, they didn't charge $60 for that. Yeah. They, and Sonic Forces wasn't $60. It was cheaper than that. Um, well, and I think, too, though, there, there are things to be said there. Like, so, like, looking specifically at the Metroid Dread, um, it's like I like people are like, well, it's only a 2D side scroller, Metroidvania, blah, blah. It's only 12 mm-hmm. hours long. And I'm like, but everything I've been hearing, like the people I've talked to personally about the game, uh, sort of like anybody who's talked, they're like, dude, this game, as far as like control goes, it's like this is probably the best feeling game for playing. Mm-hmm. There's like control and playing it. And I'm like, like there, like, do we put a price tag on things like that? Well, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. the, but it's it's always like, oh, the graphics are blue. It's only it's two point five, blah, blah, blah. you know. It's like, and I'm not. Yes, I realize I'm being kind of dismissive, and I'm making <laughs> people who I'm making them sound like they lick windows for fun or something, like you know, which is that's not a very nice thing for me to say either. Um, but it's, you know, I'm not. But it, it is kind of like. You know, and I get, and I, and again, to a certain extent, like this stuff is subjective, mm-hmm. but it, it also is like you have like, we all have like personal standards of what's valuable. Right. But I think it's just like, it is sort of like, I want to get like one of the things I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing like more, like not boutique pricing, but like, it's like, like the way I've heard is like Red Dead, where they're like, mm-hmm. Um, like Red Dead Redemption Two, like that game came out. It was sixty bucks, brand new or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. but like honestly, from what I've heard about that game, like they might have been justified in charging like a couple hundred bucks for that. So I don't know, like, or maybe not a couple hundred bucks, but like maybe a hundred bucks for mm-hmm. like the 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 time spent. It's just it's this return on investment kind of principle that just kind of like. I I get what you're saying, but there's also another economic uh, consideration as to whether or not you would have been able to sell at that price. Like they probably sold a lot more copies at $60 than they would have sold at $100. So what is your real return on that? Will you actually make more by selling it for less? Um, because you sell yeah. more copies. I mean, there's there's that consideration. And so no one wants to go first and try this out, right? You know, maybe maybe Elder Scrolls 6 will, <laughs> you know, something. Yeah. With, or or uh, Grand Theft Auto 6 or something like that. Something that you know is going to sell well. There may be, um, and, you know, that might work. But for something, and, and I mean, it, to, it's still Rockstar, right? You would think that it would still sell. Um, 
for Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, but, dude, I think they probably could have, like, I think if they had gone just like a full, like, $100, that would, uh, mm-hmm. would, a lot of people would have been like, nope, not not getting on that that ride. Yeah. But I do think, like, there are enough people out there who would just, like, I think, like, if any game could sort of, like, punch that heavy, it's mm-hmm. probably the, probably those dudes. <laughs> Yeah. Like, right. Right. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I still don't. Yeah. the The numbers on Grand Theft Auto Five is just absolutely insane. Um, but isn't it like the best selling like piece of media ever? I mean, it's like oh, dude, stupid. It's, it's stupid. It's it is ridiculous. one. It is like it. It still charts. I think on MPD. Yeah. Like, that doesn't even make sense. I don't even know. It's how like to this do. game is like ten years old and it's still <laughs> charting. Like, how does this it, happen? It's yeah. It's ridiculous. So, so, but but I do think it comes down to um, it's it's a signal from the developers yeah. that they that they that they saw this as a yeah a marquee title that this this is of high quality enough. Now, obviously, you can make the the argument that well that only stands in certain for certain things because there's a lot of crap that sold at sixty dollars as well. Uh, you know, edutainment crap or whatever. You know, just, or just not look even at, not like, even the fact that like like Madden every year is like sixty bucks brand. Yeah, and a reskin. What what was it a few years ago? The one on Switch was actually last year's game, as opposed to the one that came out on the other ones. It just had a different roster. Yeah, like like yes, yes, there yeah. are games like that. But when it comes to AAA titles, generally. It's and I mean, come on, Nintendo's it is a business. They believed that they could get sixty dollars for the game. You know, it was it was a decision that they made. Um, so your question, or or at least well, that's something the, Nintendo has always been good though about like protecting like their brand, the, like that's their, true. their property yeah. values. And like mm-hmm. I mean, like we have to be honest too. Is like you know, in a lot of ways, like money is just it's a system of like value it's like mm-hmm. this is how we sort of demonstrate how we value like it's it's one of like the sort of metrics i'm just saying like i think price point needs to be so much less of a sticking point for some people and i and i and again i do think it just like there there's some like in some of these arguments like people are like well i should be able to play this but i don't mm-hmm. want to pay 60 bucks and i'm like no <laughs> Like it's not yours. Like, yeah, that's, that's the wrong way to come at it for sure. Is like, yeah. If, if you are just upset that like you can't afford, I mean, sorry, but tough. Like if, if, if that's what they're selling it for now, there are other things. It's interesting though, because there, there are other things that you could do. I tend to be more of a collector. So I, I generally keep my games, but if you're really upset that the game is $60 in 12 hours, then why don't you purchase it at $60, finish the game, and sell it for 45 on eBay? You know what I mean? Like, there, there are ways you could probably even you can sell it for get 50. a bunch of your money back. Like, yeah. It, yeah it, 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 that seems like a strange argument to me. Um, now, again, I'm a cheapskate. Like, I don't like paying full price for my video games and only mm-hmm. do so in very rare instances. Which again, you can call me out for being a hypocrite, but Shin Megami Tensei Five is one of those. Like, I'm super excited for that game, and so I'm willing to pay a premium premium price um, for a number of reasons. This is uh, something else. I mean, if we want to go there, um, but part of it is that I do want to support the developers when mm-hmm. the game first comes out because 
you know, used game sales don't really support the developers. Um, but there's something to be said about, you know, first week sales and things like that. And, and what that signals to the market in terms of the audience and what the audience wants and enjoys and things like that. So that's a whole other conversation if we want to go there too. Um, but yeah, especially for a somewhat lesser known series, series that's becoming, um, more known, uh, something like Shin Megami Tensei. Yeah. I want to get in on the ground floor and I was able to to snatch up one of those super deluxe editions and paid a ridiculous price for that. Um, but, you know, Christmas is coming up, so maybe I can swing and my birthday's around that time. So well, and maybe I, I can mean, justify it that way. That's sort of the the nature, The again, sort of, that's even sort of looking at the subjective nature of value. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think like the, you know, and I, I've sort of wrestled, but it is like, I think at some point in time, everybody just needs to have like a serious conversation with themselves about like, because part of it is like, it is like, what are you willing to give up? And for some of these Mm -hmm. people, it's like, I'm not willing to give up everything, anything. I want my cake and I want to eat it too. And I want you to give me what I want and I don't care what gets in my way. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, and that's actually like a poison that is like destroying not just that person, but it's actually sort of destroying the entire, I mean, like, dude, I'm, I'm the knucklehead who bought, I bought the collector, the physical collector's edition of the shadow of the Colossus remake for PS4. Mm-hmm. And then I bought it digitally because I was like, I want both. And it's like, I'm going to throw <laughs> money at this thing because I value that. I value that mm-hmm. product. I value the work that's done there. And I think it's important. And so like and it's just like when Square Square Enix does something I think is good, I'm like, you can have my money. Mm-hmm. And it's like I think we you just need to be choosier. Yeah, I think you know, I guess is I guess is what I'm saying is like and you know and it's not that it's not the case for everybody, but I'm just saying I think as a general consumer practice, it would just be a lot more helpful and I think healthy for a lot of people, myself included, to just think about like to, to look at something and say like, okay, this is worth X to me. Like, mm-hmm. and like Metro dread is on my list and it's like, and I, I probably, I won't feel bad about paying 60 bucks for it. Cause I'm like, okay. no, dude, like I, I enjoy Metroidvanias mm-hmm. or, and I, I've heard that this from several people, uh, many of which whose opinions I, I respect and value like this thing is an outstanding game. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and I'm worth like, I'm willing to pay, play, pay the price of admission. And I think too, like, you know, part of it is like, I know that this is a game, this isn't like necessity. So this thing will get picked up when it is time. And when I, when I, when I have the time for it and when I have, when I'm ready for it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I sort of go there and it's like, and I, you know, shifting gears here though, too, mm-hmm. I do, I did want to talk about recently what came out, the Nintendo online service mm-hmm. and you and I had a little bit of a, you, you texted me and, and my initial sort of like knee jerk reaction was like, nope, no way. And I still mm-hmm. think for me, I'm like, I look at this thing and I'm like, this is not worth it. That There's, there's a lot of reasons that that's not worth it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, primary like sort of primarily being uh, the core service, like the Nintendo online stuff, mm-hmm. the core service, which is like the online co-op, 
all of that like i just find that entire thing to be incredibly lacking there's yeah. no built-in voice chat like the the party slash friend system is obtuse and clunky and i'm just like and i mean well to- and it, it actually sorry before you before you drill down on that for anyone who doesn't who who's unfamiliar oh, yeah. with what sure. this what this is the the Nintendo online service so when Nintendo decided to start doing their games on, i mean up until switch they had always offered their online service for free they didn't charge you for it so well, and there on weren't Wii, that many games that took advantage of it, it right was like and it was not Smash good. Brothers and Mario Kart and it was exactly not good. yeah yeah, exactly. So so they didn't charge for it up until Switch and then when they they said it's coming and then it came out and it's $20 a year, you get uh, you know, as as you mentioned before, you're able to play your games online. There's some cloud saves for certain games. Um mm-hmm. it has to be built into the game though, so it's not every game. Um th- but it does a lot of things that other platforms do in a more much more convoluted way if at all uh you know like friends and and, and things like that it's it's a lot clunkier it's not as stable um they did also offer uh nes games and super nintendo games online along with that service that they came out they'd trickle out a few games every couple of months and so you've got a catalog of initially the the initial sort of release of the nes and snes stuff was actually there was Mm -hmm. like there was a a a pretty steady drip for a while Mm -hmm. and then it's gotten sort of like they've just kept scaling that back and back and yeah and and frankly i don't think there's any been anything released at least that interested me mm-hmm. and in any for the most part most of that, i was like eh, it's like eh, i guess that's fine like doesn't float my boat but mm-hmm. i mean my primary investment there is like and the and i sort of look at some of like so with this expansion pass let's let's sort of go further on flesh this thing out with the expansion yes. pass they they release this sort of this upgrade or this and they call it an expansion pass to the nintendo mm-hmm. online service it's 50 bucks and they're adding Sega Genesis or Sega games and uh 64 games. To well, the yeah, service. you said it right. It's Sega Genesis. Uh Sega Genesis, Genesis games. games and then Nintendo and 64. And apparently games. you get the Animal Crossing DLC that's DLC. coming out mm-hmm. included. Yep. But even there it's kind of janky because if you like if your online subscription lapses, some of the mm-hmm. content that you had access to with the Animal Crossing stuff, you no longer have access to that. Mm-hmm. You, you'd have to go buy and you'd have to basically purchase th- this thing a la carte in order to get access to your Animal Crossing DLC. And so, right. The, so it's like a PS Plus game, you know, I, so long as you have the service. And I'm, you can I'm use looking. It. So what they're saying is that I, I don't know. That whole thing to me, I looked at that and I was like, if I'm a Nintendo fan, Mm-hmm. That is such an affront. To, and I know that, that like there's sort of the workaround with the family thing, but I'm like, I think like they're very clearly Nintendo doesn't understand like that the NES games and the SNES games were not the draw. It was, mm-hmm. I was paying for the online service. The NES and the SNES stuff was a bonus for me being able to have functional online co-op. Mm-hmm. which I never used really mm-hmm. and actually yeah. didn't work for me the few times I did try to use it. And okay. the, the voice, like there's no, 
in-game, there's no voice chat. It's like you right. have to do this weird app thing. And I'm I'm going like, dude, like, and I'm just looking at them and I'm saying, you, you're wanting to charge me $50 a year mm-hmm. for a suboptimal service. And you're like, but you can play Sega Genesis and 64 games. And I'm like, go pound sand. Like, yeah. No, you have very clearly misread the tea leaves here. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I initially misunderstood what this, what it is because it sounds like to me, it just sounded so ridiculous. Like, okay, Genesis games, cool. But you have the Genesis collection on switch, which you can get for less than $10 a lot of the time when it goes on sale (laughs) and -hmm. you own it then in that case, um, Nintendo 64 games again, cool, but Nintendo 64 isn't the best system. And, and it's, I mean, yeah, you can say what you want about Animal Crossing expansion. I won't even go into that because I honestly don't know very many of the details of that. But the thing for me was at $20 a year, that's that's an easy just like, you know what? That's cheap. Like that's not a big deal. And I'll occasionally play a Super Nintendo game. 20 bucks a year, that's that's not bad. I don't mind. Mm-hmm. But you go and, and shoot that up to 50 and and you're barely offering me anything more. That's that just seems ridiculous. Like why is it 150 percent more? The the whole yeah. the whole problem is that the actual core service is still that same crappy mm-hmm. online crap. Like, yeah. and I I know I just said crappy online crap, <laughs> but I mean I, I think that's the point that remains for me is like you guys mm-hmm. aren't actually the the problem here isn't your NES and SNES games. And like, Hey, for, for people who are into it, like, Hey, and you want to throw money at that fine, you know, or you want to mm-hmm. do this sort of the work around and join a family plan and things like that. Fine. Like, Hey, I'm not mm-hmm. like, but I'm looking at that and I'm saying like, part of the problem here is that the actual core service, this is Nintendo online service mm-hmm. does not work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, and and that to me is like the really frustrating part because like if they would have said like hey we're going to we're we're going to start charging 50 bucks a year but we're going to have like an in-game sort of chat function like just an like a native chat function that you can use just plug it into your switch like you don't have to use this weird app sort of thing we're going to update our store because the the storefront on that is atrocious. Like we're going to make sure that we have better servers for online gaming and it we're, we're actually doing something to revamp like, and, and really address sort of the convoluted nature of just the friend code crap and all of that. Like anything, any, any sort of step I'm really making that a more robust service, but it's like the actual messaging though is like, Nope, Here's some Sega Genesis games, some 64 games, and Animal Crossing DLC. And I'm like, you go eat dirt. Like, no, I'm done. It's still, it felt, and I said this the last time we talked about it on a bro hang, by the way, Mm -hmm. um, if you're interested in that on our Patreon. Um, uh, It felt almost like a joke. Like I was waiting for them to explain like, okay, what is it though that makes this so much more expensive? Which again, okay, yeah, 50 bucks a year is what, $6 a a month something no 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 it's not i'm sorry i'm math wow that was horrible math no, it's like it's, four between four and five dollars a month like four, so it's not four, that much yeah but compared to uh you know the other services that are available like compared to ps plus you get a lot less 
Um, but it's also a 150% price hike. So it's like, what are you getting that's better? Well, not like N64, Genesis, and, and Animal Crossing DLC. Like, that doesn't seem to justify, like, th- to me, that's like laughable. Like, that's really what, you know, the extra $30 a year is for, you know, the, such a huge price hike. I, I, I didn't understand it. Now, I will say that since the last time we talked about this, um, Nintendo has been a little bit more, or at least it, it has information on their website a bit more about it. And they are offering both services. So you still, at least as of right now, you still can continue your regular Nintendo online subscription for $20 a year. I didn't understand that at first. I thought that was going the way of the Buffalo and it was just going to be $50 a year for this new one. And that's all you could get if you wanted their online service. And so that seemed even more ridiculous to me. So I still don't understand it. But it's it's like oh okay I I don't get why anyone would really go for that like if they really want to play N sixty four games okay yeah and that um, to me is like I look at that and I'm like they're like that extra thirty bucks a year and granted it's only thirty bucks a year but I'm <laughs> like that's laughable like you guys are on like give me some of whatever you're on because it's obviously like you but like I mean I'm not who they're after <laughs> like. Yeah, you, yeah. You know. that, that's true. That's true. They could be going for uh, the kids who grew. And I guess I technically grew up with an N64. I mean, like I did play a lot of N64, but I also recognize that those games didn't age as well. Not saying that there's not good games. I actually really want to play Sin and Punishment. Um, I had the like ability to play that's it. That's the on one that like, if I could do like a month, a month, mm-hmm. I'd be like, hey. You can get a month, but like, that's the other thing. Yeah. They've locked it into that yearly. As far as I know, yeah. you can only get a year. And I'm like, no, it's, that is not worth it. No, no, thank mm-hmm. you. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, yeah. and, and sort of even there, like the, the fact that like you have, and I know that it, it has not been received well, but how many people right. are just like, no, I'm going to do this. And how many people have already been like, I'm going to do this. And it's like, it's almost like, you know, we'll shriek about like, how dare they charge $60 for a really boutique experience that's only 12 hours long and blah, 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 blah. But throw my money at you for a sub, you know, and again, a subpar online experience. But now there's N64 and Sega Genesis games. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. and this is part of my problem where I'm like, dude, like what is wrong with us? Like as mm-hmm. as a culture where we're like, we're going to reward this toxic behavior, but then turn around. And when it's actually like maybe a legitimate sort of valuation of something, we're going to be like, how dare you ask me to pay $60 for this? And I'm mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, something's wrong here. Yeah. In the way that we're, we're evaluating these different things. Yeah. And, and full disclosure and Nate knows this too. Like this is part of why we were texting earlier this week is that I, I did, did. I did shame you. I did. Yes. Yes. Well, and I came asking for forgiveness because I did uh, just this week sign up for the service and it's just because they offer family plans. So I got together with seven other people and it's $80 a year for eight people. So I paid $10 and now I have access to all this stuff. 
for ten dollars a year, and that um, might be the only pot, like the only way that I would actually do that. Because well, now I'm legitimately paying less than I would <laughs> with mm-hmm. the twenty dollars subscription by myself. Yeah. Like I'm paying less I and mean, getting more. I uh, have to be honest <laughs> too. I am pretty disgusted with the fact that like the Nintendo Online experience has just been like as atrocious as it is, mm-hmm. and there's been no sort of. Like there's I'm I'm curious I'm curious though if they privilege certain games because there are games uh in particular that I can think of as Splatoon 2 where online is a huge part of that game and I'm wondering like if the online experience was that terrible for it I I don't think that it would be such no. a well-known game you know like I'm sure the online for Splatoon 2 is way better than the online for Smash you know? I I hope not. Smash is huge, dude. Like, yeah, but it's not like a premium online. You know, like, do people buy it just to play online? No, I don't know. No, it seems weird. Splatoon I mean, is like I've heard people who don't even play the campaign just so that they can play online. You know, like I just the, I just look at it and it's like, you know, and again for me, it's it's sort of this idea where the the core service. I'm looking at like, dude, like you guys like. At some point in time, and just for me personally, I want to see Nintendo mm-hmm. like sort of step step it up a little bit. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like mm-hmm. as far as like hardware goes, as far as just being a little more competitive when it comes to just like the services that they provide, like mm-hmm. as far as like the online. And, and again, I know I sort of keep harping on it, but like better, more stable, more consistent online, a better friend slash like you know, profile exchange sort of system. Like give me like just a native sort of voice chat option. Like these are things that their competitors are doing. And I know they're like, well, we don't really look at them as competitors. Well, you should, because you all exist in a sort of market together. And I I don't know that, that just sort of, it's one of those things where I, that's, that's the one thing where Nintendo going to do what Nintendo do. Like, are are they still making the argument though that they're trying to be family friendly? Um, because I, I know that was a big thing, especially with 3ds. Of like, that's why they got rid of what was it, swap well, notes or something like I, that. I, I so, remember there was a whole thing with their friend codes. They were like, this is just sort of like the way that I remember it, and it, this could be revisionist history. This is be mm-hmm. Nate's crazy, but it was like friend codes were actually supposed to just be a stand-in until they could create a more sort of long-lasting. Like, here's a profile. Your stuff's mm-hmm. tied to this. And I'm like, you already sort of had that with previous iterations of the Nintendo online stuff. Now, a lot mm-hmm. of times they tied stuff to consoles, but I'm like, dude, like you have Sony and Xbox are both doing this better than you. You have a mm-hmm. profile, it knows what you've purchased. It has like, and it's like, and if it's available on that platform, boop, you have access to it. Which is yeah. a much more PC oriented sort of like, even that's more of a PC sort of thing where it's mm-hmm. like, this is your account. You know, you have your Steam library, you have your Epic Games library, et cetera, et cetera. But anyway, that, that just like, it's one of those things, like I said, for me, there's a bit of a disconnect because there is this idea where it's like, you know, we'll squabble about the price of like games. And mm-hmm. we'll be like, oh, this game's not worth 60 bucks or blah, 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 blah. Or like, it's only worth 20 bucks. And it's like, okay, well, you know, again, there's sort of a subjective nature. And my thing is like, hey, as long as you know what it's worth to you and why it's worth that, cool. 
Like, mm-hmm. but then you also don't get to, because, you know, and again, it's like, you're not entitled to any media period. Like, you know, it comes back to some, some of the emulation stuff where it's like, there might be legitimate reasons, games preservation, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. But if you're doing it just because saying like, I want to play this game and like, I don't want to pay somebody that's stealing. Yeah. You are stealing and you shouldn't do that. Um, yeah. Period. Like, y- you know, I, I don't know how, like it's, it's not that hard. And, right. Um, but right. Yeah. yeah the, the the only circumstance I could see is like if you like legitimately don't have the and I'm sorry the circumstances of which someone would make the argument not where it's justified <laughs> is is where you legitimately like don't have the money to purchase it and and you have access to somehow uh, emulating new games like that uh, I just don't understand how outside of that it would just be like pure. <laughs> I mean, it is theft regardless, but it's just like, why well, you just like you don't consider it to be worth it, and so you steal it. Like, yeah, like, none of well, that. You're just inconsistent because, like, at that point in time, I'm not going to pay sixty. Well, it's like, no, it's worth something. You mm-hmm. just don't want to actually be an adult. <laughs> yeah, like, right, right, exactly. Like, I mean, you know, even in, in, I don't know that I would advocate for this either, but if you're, you know, you'd rather play a Switch game on your PC, um, then buy a copy and then, and then emulate it. You know at, what I mean? At like, that point I, in time, know, like you've sort of things. done due diligence, at least you said like, no, I paid the developer. Right. I, just, I prefer, this is my, like, you know? Yeah, like yeah, that the, yeah. It 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 seems strange to me. The, again, coming from someone who uh, started when I started emulating games, uh, you know, back in high school when I when I the, I don't do it very much anymore. But I'm saying like when I first started it, it was to play you know games that weren't released, Final Fantasy two and Final Fantasy three that had never come to America. I mean, I'll um, be flat out you know, when like, I started emulating in high school, it was like it was like I don't have a Super Nintendo, I don't play these Super Nintendo games, I'm gonna. Steal mm-hmm. everything and I, it's like i wasn't thinking about it like i wasn't thinking yeah. about it and but it and again it's like i was 15 13 14 mm-hmm. 16 you know i was a stupid teenager like and yeah. i was doing stupid teenager things mm-hmm. and like now that i'm an adult and and i think that's like part of it is like we want to encourage people to be mature in the way that they sort of engage this stuff mm-hmm. and so it just means like hey you if you're an adult you need like you know that that term adulting. It, it is like I'm just like it's so dumb. Like and I say it and I use it, but it's like, dude, it's just it's called growing up. It's called being like a responsible human being. It's called like everybody has to make choices. Everybody has to make sacrifices. Like, mm-hmm. what makes you so special that you think you don't have to? Like, and I'm not saying mm-hmm. this to you or anybody in particular, but I'm just saying like, hey, like you want to be taken seriously. You want us to take the the medium to be taken seriously. Maybe we need to start behaving like responsible, serious people. <laughs> like mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I think I think because of the subjective nature of this discussion of of what value is to cert to you know, each individual. Um, I, I think that's about as far as we can go is like just the encouragement to be mindful, right? Because the the impulse, even my initial impulse, like I said, I was surprised that the game was $60. Now, since then, at just as you've said, 
I've talked with multiple people who have said this is possibly the best game in the series. And and Metroid has some very renowned games in its you know Prime is one of the by some people it's it's my older brother's favorite game of all time. Um, Super Metroid is lauded as you know one of the greatest games of all time. So so it's not um, it's it's not small potatoes. Now it could just be you know because it's a new one uh, that that certainly could be the case. Um, but regardless, uh, Dread does seem like a very good game. Um, and so it seems that it warrants its price tag in the sense of what I had said earlier in terms of Nintendo signaling that this is indeed a a uh, high profile, a marquee experience, a premium experience. You're going to get your money's worth, um, in, you know, however you want to parse that out. So, but like like a like we've been talking about, because this is subjective. Yeah, our encouragement is just to be mindful as opposed to having that just initial uh, reaction and and whether that is, oh, no, I'm, I'm definitely you know not going to – look, I'm not going to encourage you to buy a $60 game if you don't have $60 to spend on a video game. That's totally fine. You don't have to – like do what you want if you don't consider this to be – but I would say, um, yeah, just try and formulate some reasons behind these things. Me personally, I'm probably not going to buy it at 60 bucks because I don't buy games at 60 bucks in just in general. I rarely ever do. You know, maybe when it, when I see a sale at 40, hey, I might go for it because I've heard it's such a great game. Then again, I have a ton of games on my backlog and I'm not like dying for another Metroidvania right now. So I might wait till I see it even cheaper. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but that is, yeah, it's certainly up to you and and how you decide to evaluate these certain things. But because of what I've heard, this being such a fantastic game, it's certainly on my radar um, and I will be picking it up eventually. It's just a matter of time um, because I, that's something that I don't have a lot of and something I value uh, higher the older that I get is yeah. time itself. <laughs> so the real question then becomes, how is the online for Metroid Dread? And is that worth it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding dare you first of all how dare you how dare you first off how <laughs> dare you um well we had you know i i you know and we could probably find lots of things to say here uh but we did throw it out in the the mm-hmm. patreon and we threw it out in the discord just to sort of see we said hey we're going to be talking about this stuff you know are yeah. there any thoughts sort of Questions, well, they comments. got our initial pre thoughts as well on the, yeah. bo- on the bro. And we last did week. get some, like, and you know, there was some feedback from an individual who shall not go, na- shall not be named. And this, but mm-hmm. he, he offered some like legitimate sort of like pushback and criticism and yeah. stuff that helped actually sort of like me to think about this and shape it a little bit more and sort of re- recognize that, yeah. Um, you know, because, yeah, I'm like, all of us sort of come to it sometimes and we're like, if you don't value things the way that I do, you're stupid and you deserve to feel stupid. Like that's, mm-hmm. I'll be honest. Sometimes that's how I may come across. Like I'm aware of, <laughs> of sort of my, my tendencies, but you know, it's sort of, 
helped me to sort of think through some of that stuff and not be so knee jerky. But I did want to just like, we did get some responses on the, on, in the, the discord. And I thought mm-hmm. it might be helpful to sort of like use some of these as like little jumping off slash parse points as yeah. well to sort of, um, so Paul being the, you know, the, the, the techno funk boy, um, he, he wrote and, like he has some interesting circumstances. Um, mm-hmm. but he wrote, he's like, but I buy games on GOG for like $2 and 65 cents that last 60 hours. So I'm probably in a different category than most people. And I'm like, well, yeah, you also buy games that are like 20 years old, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and he does that very intentionally. And I think that that is because he has a very, you know, um, I think in a way he's just like, it's not worth it to him to sort of like try and keep up with modern console gaming and all of that. And right. he's just like, this is, yeah. he's like, this is, and again, but he's like, he's, he's done the, the hard work there. He's like, this is what this is worth to me. And it's not mm-hmm. just like, and, and so, and that, that's really all the, the, like, honestly, I'm like, he, if somebody were to say like, well, how do you do this in X, Y, and Z? And like, ask him serious, like he could answer that because he's already done the thinking. He's already thought about it and sort of worked through it. And that's just what I want for any listener of the breakdown is just to be a little more, you know, and as much as, as a buzzword, just be more intentional about the way that you look at these things and be, come at it less, less like a, an entitled sort of demanding like give me what i want and i don't care like don't like and again i know that's like a caricature that's a bit of a cartoon of 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 a consumer's but like don't come at it that way come at it saying like hey this is a cool thing i get to experience um it it is in a way a a benevolence it is a is a good gift from god that he gives us like things to sort of entertain us and you know i mean there are lots of useful things that games do like, I think one of the things that sort of goes under, like they give us a way to sort of step outside of our, and in, in, in a way, the like books and movies do as well, but they give us a way to sort of step away from our, our current circumstances and maybe exist in a headspace that we weren't before. And that actually helps mm-hmm. us to process other things sort of in the back of our heads. And like, it gives us necessary breathing room, you know, that, and it's like, obviously you don't want to fall into escapism or anything like that, which is a whole another problem that culturally we i think um a lot of people have an idolatrous relationship with but it's like Mm -hmm. i mean i think part of it for me too is like sort of even talking about like the some of the valuation stuff is like i'm like pay people what they're worth and some of that means like maybe maybe this thing isn't worth it to you whatever but like that 60 dollar price tag too is also sort of a that is representative of hundreds of people putting in work on this thing, maybe. And Mm -hmm. it's like, they deserve to be paid. And it's like, yes, I understand that they've probably already been paid for their work and everything else. But like those, it's like, we should never devalue another person's work unnecessarily. Does that make sense to like some, I, I, I'm not sure the concept, I understand the, the concept of what you're saying, but practically though, we should never devalue. So you're saying you should never purchase a game that's discounted. No, I'm just saying like, 
No, that is not what I'm, I'm just saying, like, especially when it's like a new title like this, mm-hmm. like if you if you want in on that day one kind of thing, like, yeah, those people are worth it. Like, like, you know, I look at like Dying Light, right? I mm-hmm. paid again, 10, 20 bucks for that. The game was already like three or four years old when I bought it. So yeah. it's it's not like at that point in time, they've already like, I'm just sort of like throwing a few dollars at them and saying like, hey, cool. Now, I'll be honest, like too, this has actually put Dying Light 2 on my radar. I don't mm-hmm. think it's a day one purchase for me, but now it's like I will be paying attention to this thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, as a general rule, my purchase cycle is like it happens later. Like I, yeah, get, I buy like, I mean, I didn't do the update on my backlog score, but I, I picked up a few things here in the last couple of weeks. Hey, yeah, but, nice. but, and I, I bought them on sale, um, because like, I'm just not, there are some properties, there are some like, you know, you, you talked about Shim McGimmy, uh, oh, Nate talk pretty, so pretty, <laughs> um, SMT five, Shim mm-hmm. Megami Tensei five, Blah came out um <laughs> you got it you got it i did it <laughs> um but it, uh, and to you it's like it's worth x whatever so that you could be sort of day one in on the conversation stuff and i mean i i do that for some things like i i actually mm-hmm. did that for the alan wake pre-order i was like mm-hmm. nope i was like as soon as i knew that remaster was like a thing i was like <laughs> like i was like yeah give me and it's like, because that's something that I value and mm-hmm. like, they probably could have charged 60 bucks and I probably would have paid eight. And I don't know if that's because I'm a sucker or just because I really <laughs> value what remedy does. There's, you know, a little mm-hmm. bit of column A, a little bit of column B, you know, kind of right. Thing. But mm-hmm. anyways, just going back to Paul's point, it's like, dude, yeah, it's like, and he's honestly the one who put Baldur's Gate sort of in our ear. And yeah, yeah. I was like, you know, I've enjoyed like coming back to it. I'm like, no, this is rad. Um, mm-hmm. and it's like, and so it's, it's, and he tends to be, I think a little bit more of like, he, I don't know if he would ever say this, but like he tends to just, I think be a little more like historian minded when it comes to gaming and retro games and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I know he's not big on the 3d games in general. No, so. he, yeah. But just like, I would just say like, you know, there's that's a completely valid and and good perspective as far as I'm concerned. It's one of the things I admire is that he's like, man, I'm like, I'm just not, I'm not interested. Like, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he he would make like some cracks. He's like, well, he's also like, I'm too poor. I don't care. <laughs> like, you know, but mm-hmm. you know, he, but I think that's one of the things, and this might be the nicest thing I say about you for a while, Paul. So pay attention. I really do respect that. Like you just, you sort of have a firm grip on like, this is what this is worth to me. And like, I'm good. Like, and that's, that's like, that's a very healthy attitude. And I think we could all mm-hmm. sort of like learn from, from that, that example. And he does make yeah. fun of us and tells us we pay too much for games all the time. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. Play that funky music, techno boy. Yes. I, I like that. Play that funky, <laughs> play that techno funky music boy well you need so yeah you need something before the the boy boy i mean he is white boy. anyways he is he's yeah. super super white yeah um, and it just feels weird coming from me <laughs> oh <laughs> yes we did we did get a few other comments yeah yeah let's get um, to those yeah so uh the trash turkey 
He says, with things getting a little tighter around the turkey coop, I think I'll probably just focus on the backlog until Christmas. Metroid Dread can wait until I find it under the tree. hey Um, I find that a game that's shorter and keeps my interest is far more valuable to me than something that's just long to justify the $60 price tag. Thanks again for the show. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think, I think, yeah, that's what we're kind of, uh, advocating for as well is like, yeah, just being mindful of what you're spending, what you can afford, whether or not you should even throw it on the backlog. Um, it sounds like he still wants Metroid Dread, but he's cool with waiting, uh, you know, until, until the price tag goes down a bit, but he's not complaining about how much it's worth, uh, you no. know, like, like He's yeah. he's putting it in its proper place and he's saying like mm-hmm. it can wait till Christmas. And I think too, yeah. like even he he brings up he's like, there's like there are games that just throw a bunch of filler in there to justify the sixty dollar. Yes. And he's like saying, mm-hmm. like, and man, like that's for me is like give me like a super tight 10 to 12 hour gameplay loop. Yeah. And like respect my time in that. And it's like, and yeah, I'm going to like totally throw a few more dollars at you there. Mm-hmm. But that's just that's just me. I mean, mm-hmm. like I, I love that perspective too. It's like respect my time as a consumer. Like, yes, yes like because definitely. there are games that are like it's like, dude. I look at like all the Assassin's Creed, Ubisoft, Far Cry junk out there, and it's like, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like the Division. I like those games sometimes, but like, I'm not paying sixty dollars day one for that crap. Mm-hmm. Like, th- that's very much like those are like that ten to twenty dollar. Like, eh, might as well. And, but it's because it's, it's just a bunch of fluff, but like, and and I look at something like too, like it's just, but for some people that's, yeah. And again, subjective, it's a matter of taste. It's a matter of like personal preferences, things like that. So, Mm -hmm. so, and, and Jono has, you know, which by the way, we need to get him on. Yes. Soon, soon, soon. Um, Jono, get at us. Get at us, buddy. Get at us, John. Actually, he already did. <laughs> <laughs> now it's it's on us to sort of like firm things up with him. Um, but I, I'm going to just sort of read through some of this and we can stop where we need to. But mm-hmm. um, he just brought, I think, some pretty potent insights. So thank you, sir. Yeah. Um, he writes, I think value is something that we have to individually reckon with. Agreed. Uh, we need to avoid getting swept up by FOMO. Uh, may it be due to novelty or by a crazy sale. And again, 100% there. And actually as a general rule, like I've managed to step away from a lot of the hype cycle stuff. And I find that to be a much healthier and helpful headspace. Um, and, and if, if I can, if I can mm-hmm. just say that, that's a really interesting to, and I really appreciate it because he puts it on, on like both sides of this is the opposite end of, of this price tag, you know, determining value thing is like, just because something is on sale, you purchase it, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, just because it's $3 now, like, oh, of course, just give it to me. Um, that is the other end of that not being mindful and not like actually considering, is this a game that I'm going to play? You know, I've heard this game is okay and it's 60 hours. Well, now it's $5. Let me buy it right now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, So I appreciate that he goes like even the opposite end of the spectrum of like value being determined by price 
for how cheap it is, you know? Well, and it's, I think pretty early on in the, and it's maybe we ought to revisit that at some point in time, but we talked about that, like with all the sales, the steam sales mm-hmm. and all the different sales that are on PSN and all, it's so easy. It is so stinking easy. Actually last year, I, I, I grew my backlog significantly <laughs> last year i mean mm-hmm. it was and it was like oh it's three bucks oh it's five bucks oh it's this and it's like man and i'm just like thinking about and it's like some of it is that what is measured is mastered i wasn't paying attention i was just like mm-hmm. adding stuff and then at one time i was like oh i was like oh no <laughs> <laughs> like um but yeah anyways he goes on to write he says i think it also changes with the season uh, we're in in the past he found ps plus to be valuable because he could just stockpile games but then i'm just going to go back to reading instead of i found out that i just didn't play many of them so it ended up being a money sink in terms of raw games ms uh, microsoft game pass can't be beat but then you have to consider actually having the platform in time to play he likes he liked game pass a lot in terms of having the the ability to play many games that he didn't ordinarily have uh, didn't have demos or short and are not worth paying a premium for a one-time session. You know, he looks at it like the classic rental situations. And, uh, and I need to just read it. I look at it. <laughs> this is John speaking, not Nate. I look at it like the classic rental situations like blockbuster Hollywood video. You play a bit, get your fill and move on. So I think that's an interesting source. There's a couple things he hit on there, like the PS plus stuff. I'm like, yeah, I, I love PS plus. Um, and the way that I look at it is like I use the online gaming a fair bit. The games are just a bonus. Like I remember when uh, it was a while ago, they were like, we're not going to be doing because for a while you get free P- Vita and PS3 games. And they're like, we're not yeah. doing this anymore. Um, and then, you know, and it's just like and people are like, oh, that's a ripoff. And I'm like, even there, my reaction was like, this is an auxiliary. Like these things are added on bonus like the services you're paying for the cloud support stuff like the ability to transfer cloud saves you're playing for you're paying for the ability to do online gaming and you're paying for the ability to sort of like a lot of the the online access stuff like mm-hmm. the, that's the service that you're actually paying for this other stuff that's the bonus and it's weird because i, I think in a very similar way the consumer misses the point that that's that's a bonus but it mm-hmm. does become like the reason you stay in an ecosystem is like, well, if I leave, I'm going to not have access to all this stuff and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I don't know. Anyways, but then he talks about Game Pass. And yeah, Game Pass is more of a buffet experience. And I'm not, I'm, I have a lot of hesitations. Like there are a lot of things about Game Pass that sort of like spook me. I'm not sure that I like that model. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how much of that is like, I, like buying games and I feel more comfortable buying games versus the idea of like, Mm -hmm. you know, having sort of nebulous access. So that's just sort of any thoughts. No. Yeah. uh, He's got some, some interesting points just in the way, like he, he talks about also like having sort of a non-committal way to play video games. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. You only subscribe for a certain amount of time. If you want to play these games, they're there, and so it's good for shorter games. Uh, even in the case of Nintendo, like Super Nintendo games were not very long, as a general rule. You know, obviously, RPGs 
uh, on the system were were long. But even then, like the long ones were like 30, 40 hours as compared to, you know, the standard 60 nowadays. Um, but but that said, you can blow through some, you know, like 2D games on, on Super Nintendo pretty quickly um, if you know what you're doing, especially with things like Rewind and stuff like that. And so um, he was just saying how he appreciates that that, you can do that in a more casual way with the with the model of you know a yearly subscription that runs out eventually it's not like you're owning this game and and you throw it on the backlog it's just like oh it's there and if you're interested you can go for it kind of a kind of a deal and so yeah that's that's pretty cool that's an interesting way it's different than the way that i think about things just because i do tend to like you um enjoy physical you know, games. Um, but for sure, like, yeah, I guess if you're thinking at it as, as like a bonus, like it's cool that it's there for sure. Yeah. And you know, I, I probably will play sin and punishment on the, on the Nintendo 64 online thing, whatever. Cause now I have the service to play it on. Well, is there, uh, I don't think there's a Wii U version of it. I think Sin and Punishment 2 is available on Wii U. And I think Sin and Punishment was available on the Wii. Was it just on the Wii Virtual Console? I is that how it was? I think so. I'm, I'm, but And there's a part of me that's just like, if it's available on Wii U, I'm going to be like, hey, Nintendo, suck it. <laughs> like, no. Yeah, it's definitely on Wii U. Yeah. It, oh, Sin, still, original Sin and on, Punishment is? Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, Nintendo, suck it. <laughs> um, well, it's like two. I mean, but that anyway. Twelve dollars. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll I'll just do that. Um, <laughs> so he he goes on to write. He he writes. Uh, he likes the Nintendo Switch Online a lot because current controversy aside, you get a lot of good games that you may not have played or wouldn't think of playing. And again, it's sort of that similar. You know, we we are, but. Um, he goes on to write that because of NSO, he did play through the DKC trilogy, Zelda 2, which I still haven't beaten. I'm the worst. Oh, wow. Man. Dude, I, that was like... That was a, early on in this podcast. Like your 10th episode, and everybody else <laughs> played it. And I was like, I don't want to... <laughs> um, and now you got like Rewind and stuff. Yeah, and that, that's honestly wow. the way that I think I would play it. Um, played it on original hardware. Yeah. No, you're just a stud. Um, But uh, in other core Nintendo games, I've had plenty of opportunities to buy those games from the various virtual consoles, but those models are still a purchase versus the current quasi-rental model. There's something nice about the reduced cost of a non-committal nature of the platform, yeah. Plus, as far as we see, they haven't removed anything from NSO. Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, if it's on there, it's on there. Um, Mm -hmm. Which is something that I appreciate. I just... I do wish like, especially with one of my, and again, I know this is turned it sort of into, but I wish on the super Nintendo stuff, they could like one of the just sort of, I know, but they talked about like, well, we have to pay more because of the licensing fees for these Sega Genesis games. And I'm like, really, they're charging you, you know? Yeah. It's like, mm, I don't buy that. It's that significant of a licensing issue or whatever um and it's like and if that's the case like my thing is like if that 50 if they want to kick it up to 50 bucks i'm like why don't you flesh out like sort of say like oh these all these licensed snes games that we don't like give me some of like the the final fantasies give me chrono trigger like give me access Mm -hmm. to that stuff on nso um 
Yeah. Or here's the thought. GameCube. I'd love, dude. You know, you've yeah. never done, or, well, I take that back. They have done a, I, no, no, no. They skipped over it because they did just Wii downloads for Wii U. A few of those games. No, uh, there's. I don't think they did GameCube, I th- did they? I think, I don't know. I'd, it's Anyways. been a minute since, I'd have yeah. to fire up my Wii U and I'm yeah. not going to do that right yeah. now. Um, Doesn't really matter. Anyways, anyway, sorry. Yeah. Ways that you can improve Nintendo online. Yes, there's a million that we could talk about. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um. He also goes on to mention, and this is, I think, for me too. Like, if game, if Microsoft Game Pass ever does migrate to Switch, like mm-hmm. heartbeat, like yep, mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah. Uh, I that would have to be some sort of like s- sort of gutted version of that because you can't. Well, I mean, like honestly, though, Switch doesn't have access to a lot of the premier third party titles the way that, and it would have to be cloud based anyway. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, dream yeah just weird fantasy speculation there at the same time i have more time to play shorter old games rather than longer games so and he goes on dude and it's like the way that he's just like he goes back to D- dragon quest 11 like seeing that i'm like man i just need to play this game because it's just yeah like, me too it pops up and Wes talks about like he's like ah, i could play it again <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> for the fourth time for the the 11th time um i love it but his playthrough of dragon quest 11 is approaching 100 hours he's a long it that that is a chunk of change even over mm-hmm. several months um and he he's like and he talks about like how he can't do that back to back and i mean like even there like there are different sort of like ways of like managing your backlog and play times and everything else. I, I think, and I, I've heard this in a couple of different places and it's similar to w- what I do. I usually have like one big burn. Like for me recently, it was like Baldur's Gate. And there's like usually something that is like, this sucks up most of the oxygen in the room. But some, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't always want to play that stuff. But what I'll do is I will find smaller sort of more bite-sized experiences and sort of like thread those in and drop those in and sometimes even play them concurrently with like some of my bigger burns. Um, And it sounds sort of similar to what John is doing too, where he's like, he sort of like does this like big massive dive into Dragon Quest Eleven. It takes a little bit of a breather and he goes and he crushes Donkey Kong Country one through three or whatever (laughs) it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I just I mean I appreciated that insight. So yeah, yeah, definitely. We've got uh, lots of cool thoughts there that that were added, and and even like you mentioned, because we talked about this a little bit on our um, bro hang last week, we did get some some good uh, even pushback. I would say that helped kind of like I don't know even me like rethinking it and and trying to see it from from different sides as well. So, yeah, I mean, I don't, guys. I don't want to sort of make the assumption that everybody who does this is just some sort of nitwit or, mm-hmm. you know, raving lunatic entitled butthead. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I'm just like, like, I think it's like, it's good to just sort of ask questions and sort of like maybe poke and say like, hey, these are some of the areas that I think, you know, for me, there is sort of, like I said, there's, there's a whole pile of reasons that I want this stuff to be looked at. And some of it is just like pretty simply like, hey, we just need to be more mindful about a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Love it. So thank you guys for your thoughts. And for all of you listening, if you have thoughts, there's tons of ways that you can reach out to us and we can 
start the conversation maybe over on social media or do a follow-up episode if need be, uh, things like that. Um, if you want to reach out, our email address is thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com. On Twitter, our handle is at bbdowncast. We do have a Discord, and the link for that is in the description of this podcast. Um, or if you want to reach out personally uh, on the internet, I generally go by Broccolope, and Nate goes by... Nate underscore McKeever. Yeah. I do. This there you is, go, man. But yeah, I so, think... No, you were going to say yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> speaking of additions in Discord, you know, if you are there, we have a lot of cool conversations. And recently, I've just appreciated all the hype that's going on. Because Shin Megami Tensei is not the biggest game in the world, but we have some Shin Megami Tensei fans in the group that I can kind of geek out with. That's a lot of fun. And they've also turned me on to other games, which I have not yet pulled the trigger, but uh, this uh, the Super Robot Wars game that's you... coming out here recently, or well, soon, it's, it's on, excuse it's me. In, it's on Steam, right? Okay, okay, that's what it is. And the Switch release is upcoming. Now, it's a, it's a Japan-only release, but it has like an English version in the Japanese version if you download it. So, so I'm yeah. going to need somebody to walk me through how to do that. Wesley, mm-hmm. I'm looking at you. Oh, yeah, get a, get a Japanese account. Yeah, I did that for mine forever ago so I could play some of the Japanese online games because um, they have the Megami Tensei remakes on there. I just, just don't. Saying. Like my just thing saying. is like I just kind of look at it. And I'm like, like mm-hmm. it's like I could probably figure this out, but it's just so much easier if somebody just tells me. <laughs> <laughs> just but show me how to do this. Nice. Just, I, I I want to sort of retreat into my old man hermitage. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, but nice. I think Josh, we have sort of uh, we've run the gamut on this thing, and and mm-hmm. and as usual, I, uh, like my hope is that this has been a helpful conversation. You know, I just. Like, you know, hey, like what you like, but uh, know why you like it, you know? Um, yes. Oh, just, that's good. Just think, think, just, I just, I just want people to think. That's it. And mm-hmm. you got to start somewhere. So might as well be with video games. But uh, I think we have uh, sort of, like I said, we've run the course on this thing and I think it's, it's time to sort of wrap it up. But before we, we sign off here, Josh, you know, there's a thing they should do. And what is that? Mm-hmm. You guys, keep beating down your backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. Indeed.